0: From the smallest room in New York City All the money I've, I've, I've wasted on bad things mm-hmm. Like if it was just gambling That's enough I, the, the Heroin, I, the, the coke Fucking hookers who are girlfriends Girlfriends who were hookers Comes a show that gives
1: you a reason to live Does it get blurred like that for real?
0: I think so. Yeah. I think with women in general, I think, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I, sometimes I go, my mother's leaving at an hour. Well, you're not whoring around, right? Uh. Uh, it's very, uh, <laughs> very uh, you lose a lot of trust in show business.
1: Episode 350, an interview with Artie Lang, which I was lucky to get, which I only got because of my wife, news whore, Mandy Statmiller, unwifeablebug.com. wifeablebug.com. Hey, Mandy.
2: Hello, that's my name.
1: Yeah, and you uh, have a book called UnwifableBook.com, which is such a great title. I love yeah. it. UnwifableBook.com. What What was the meaning behind that?
2: What was the meaning behind the name Unwifable?
1: UnwifableBook.com?
2: <laughs> well, that's where you can go to buy it. Uh, the meaning behind the name Unwifable is...
1: Fascinating. Now, um, his podcast. I think we recorded an episode of that. and uh, We
2: were having a fight during that time. Were we? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You and Artie? No, me and you. You
1: remember things, huh?
2: Yeah, I
1: remember things. Was it related to my drug use? Let's not go into it. Okay. You've known Artie for a long time.
2: Since I approached him after a show when he was still on Stern and I introduced myself and then I interviewed him for The Post and...
1: Yeah, and the rest is history. That the was rest ha- is history. Back on Stern, so that would have been like... I've
2: probably known him for 10 years. 10 years now.
1: And you've interviewed him recently too, right?
2: Yeah, I had a great interview with him. And you can check it out at riotcast.com. Enough
1: said. Slash news uh, Riotcast.com, gash news Yeah, horror.
2: well, that's you have to pay <laughs> extra for that HTTP address. Yeah.
1: You guys went into all this deep stuff when you interviewed him, right? We did. And and that's the way you like it. You like it deep. You like it uh, introspective. This interview with him is not like that.
2: No, I think he preferred your interview. Oh, please. He, because by the end, he was like, he was like, we always talk about the same stuff, Andy. You say don't do drugs. <laughs> mm. So, yeah, if
1: you want to hear uh, him be admonished to not do <laughs> drugs.
2: No, uh, but he had a lot of great insights about hanging out with uh, Greg Giraldo and... Uh, Mitch Hedberg and them all talking about, I mean, Uh, he he talked about uh, Joe Rogan, uh, his speculation on him. I tried to get the scoop. That's yeah, what I yeah do you're always a,
1: always after the scoop. Oh, uh, you know what I loved in that podcast is when they're talking about being at Chelsea Square. It's up there on 23rd and 9th Avenue. Right, it was yeah. my that was my diner for years. Oh, Turns a out diner. that Ittal uh, that and 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 Artie Lang and oh, yeah. and these guys were hanging out there all the time totally. after the like late at night after the shows. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. You know, while I was uh, uptown trying to you know you were just do starting whatever. out. Yeah. Well, I wasn't just starting out, but I was just starting out in New York starting City. Starting out in New York. Yeah. yeah,
2: it was like 2006, seven. I wish I had been married to you since 2007. You think you'd be used to it by now? No, I just was thinking about... Probably all- be, we'd be divorced
1: by now, probably, if we would have gotten married that long ago. You think so? We'd be through all the hard parts. Yeah. <laughs> I would have moved on by now. I was just
2: thinking I could have come out with Unwifable 2, 3, and 4.
1: Oh, right. Okay. If still unwifeable. Unwire-
2: married- still unwifeable.
1: Yeah. Uh, I still don't believe it. Unwifeable Live 2. Uh-huh.
2: Uh-huh. Unwifeable Sharknado.
1: Best of unwifeable. hmm Right. Why not?
2: Revenge of unwifeable.
1: Mm-hmm. You haven't heard this interview, so you know how great it is. We talk a lot about uh, Rolling Stones. We talk a lot about... I guess gambling comes up quite a bit. The new book, Wanna Bet, A Degenerate Gambler's Guide to Living on the Edge. You have Unwifable. Artie Lang has the new book, Wanna Bet, A Degenerate Gambler's Guide to Living on the Edge. And by all means, go purchase that. I I have a feeling uh, that uh, this may be Instead of promoting Artie's book, this may be people who already have Artie's book, who are Artie completists and who want to uh, hear every interview with him. I think this one might be different, but I don't know. You know, like I I have the show on Compound, you know, where uh, he used to be with uh, Artie and Anthony. Right. And I saw some episodes of that, but I don't know if I've heard every story that he has so no. I wonder if he's giving me a bunch of his you know like his no. his stock stories. I Definitely don't think so not. because we no. have you know because we're talking about things that come no, up. No, he
2: was talking to me about some of the stories that you guys were talking about and so I can guarantee that this is all fresh, raw, Artie. I would
1: love it if the whole interview between you and Artie was just you guys talking about what. Did, what did you guys talk? I about?
2: showed him how I had hacked into your phone and your email, and I could read everything that you send. And you
1: might as well keep tabs. I, look, on look you. I behave myself. You know, I know you do. I'm the best husband ever. You knocked your ashtray over there. News or Mandy Statmiller on wifebleed.com. Just say that I'm
2: smoking. It's so humiliating. Mm, she's not quit. smoking.
1: She just she just keeps an ashtray around.
2: Yeah, pretty <laughs> it's much. It's not for
1: cigarettes. It's just forgot so, about that. So here's the thing about this episode. Huge bonus. Uh, there's also a few minutes uh, here at the beginning. Uh, it's it's uh, an interview that I did a while back. You get a few minutes of that. You know, and this relates to a show we have coming up October 24th, New York City Prime Report Live.
2: Also, my birthday.
1: Yes. Yeah. Also, your birthday. That's how I remember it.
2: That's my favorite way to celebrate my birthday.
1: News horror, Mandy myself, and uh, also. Uh, Tom Shalhoub from Fox News Radio. Oh, amazing! Sherrod Small will also be there.
2: Oh, that's so killer! What a
1: lineup! October twenty fourth. This is at West Side Comedy Club uh, around eight o'clock. Oh, that's great! Yeah, that that is a great club. It's well, it's up on the Upper West Side. That's and
2: my favorite club. Every time I go there, I see Seinfeld.
1: Downstairs from Playa Betty's, the restaurant, and, you know, when, you hear, I, when I heard downstairs from the Mexican restaurant, I wasn't expecting much. You get in no. there, it's an actual great club. Oh, totally. You know, with the restaurant upstairs, the basement downstairs, and it's perfectly laid out. Everything's great. It's not over-decorated like a uh, TGI Fridays or something. It's perfect. And we'll be doing New York City Crime Report live with it's gonna have stand up. Oh yeah, we'll talk about crime and stuff, you know. So um, October twenty fourth, West Side Comedy Club, seventy fifth in Amsterdam. What crime would you like to commit? Arson? Oh, no.
2: <laughs> Just a small arson. Yeah. A containable. One. Set of fire. Just like in a bowl. In a bowl? Yeah.
1: Okay. It sounds like you're talking more about like a like like table magic or one <laughs> of those hot entrees that comes to the table sizzling. Yeah. News for Mandy Stattmiller, UnwifableBook.com, Artie Lang, Want to Bet, A Degenerate Gambler's Guide to Living on the Edge, this show, New York City Crime Report, and you can get more at crimereport.nyc. Listen, would love if you'd subscribe. If you enjoy the show, that's great. Please do share it. And at the end of the show... Following this brief interview up top with Gina Savage of uh, West Side Comedy Club, and uh, you know she's a, a comedian and and uh, she Legend. does she does a lot of stuff. Uh, big fan, Gina Savage up top. A uh, few minutes at the end, reaching back into the archive. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, an, an old an old episode going back to one ninety with Jim Poke. That is. Uh, Criminal defense attorney Jim Poke. just a few minutes of that. Yeah, we talked a little bit about Wobbles, the drug runner named Wobbles.
2: Oh, I remember Wobbles.
1: Wobbles. That was the same time you fell in love with...
2: Wobbles was a metaphor for our love.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, he is because he was locked up in prison where he remains. So it's kind of so perfect of a metaphor that it bums me out. Enjoy this interview with Artie Lang. Thank you. News Whore Mandy Statmiller on WhiteBullBug.com. And here's Gina
2: Savage.
1: I love you. Yuck! I'm talking to Gina Savage, manager, Club, Club, new, uh, of a West Side Club, Club company. Booker. Club Booker. <laughs>
3: yes.
1: And uh, and you have other hats. You also uh, run sound.
3: I run the I run the whole booth. You run. The- <laughs> I'm a booth Not just bitch. The sound. I just- the booth. I, uh, yeah. If just, there's a, what, no, what, I just quoted what in, The City. What else is in the booth? <laughs> just a bunch of bitches. Besides sound. <laughs> sound and lights. Oh, lights. Yeah, I do that What too. am I saying? Lights, yeah. of course. Yeah, And, the lights, and lights here.
1: And, and until, I'm glad you brought that up because that's that's one of my favorite things about this club. Westside Comedy Club. And it's, I mean, you know where it is already because I've been talking about it all this time. Talking about how it's at uh, 75th in Amsterdam and that's exactly where it is. Downstairs from Playa Betty's. And uh, I guess the word got out a little bit. Some real fans came
3: out. It was- no, they like it. I mean, what's not to like? Yeah. Crime and comedy combo?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that you're a fan because, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, not everybody, I don't know, I, who gives a shit about everybody? <clears throat> yeah, who gives? I don't give. There's one thing I don't do is give. I got to hit my chloraseptic here. <laughs> yeah, Go a lot yeah of hit stuff. your
3: chloroceptic.
1: <laughs> mm. You know, uh, this place here, the lighting, that's what we were talking about. It has like a, what would you call it, like a lilac kind of a thing or something? Yeah, we're going for that. How did you decide to to make it so classy? You know, I mean, a lot of times a comedy club will kind of half-ass the stuff that's important and uh, spend too much time worrying about the things that aren't.
3: Well, I'd like to say that I had a lot to do with the, the classy aspects, but it's Eugene Ash. He's got a really good eye. And so... He's a part owner of uh, Playa Betty's, and so he's also like great with graphics and design. He is an architect, so he has an eye for those things.
1: He's an architect.
3: He's an architect.
1: Okay, so he knows about spacing and like uh, I don't know, like whatever architects know about. Yeah, whatever blueprints. they know about.
3: I'm like I, did, I had no idea when we <laughs> Mike all Brady are. shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mike, he's Mike Brady of comedy. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, he's also a, a jazz musician. He's right? a
3: jazz guy. He's a hip hop guy. He's a he's a. He's, uh, he's everything he's a he's a Renaissance man if you will Renaissance
1: you know what I'm a very good actor did you see me in my uh, short movie muck
3: I saw clips of it well, and you were you so you were great
1: exactly <laughs> <laughs> well it was a little bit tough to, to play that part because it was a uh, so true a, 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 sort of an older comedian around in his 40s mm-hmm. and he's kind of a predatorial sexual sort of uh, and uh you know, nothing like you yeah. I, I, it was no. like, a, I'll try, you know? I don't know if I can convey this. I don't know what this guy's feeling. <laughs> right. I don't know what makes this guy tick. And uh, he just wants to go home with this little uh, open micro girl who really, you know, not funny. She should quit. That's what I would have told her in real life.
3: In real life, In real know. life, she
1: comes out crying. I'd be like, you should quit. Get out. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> when you tell people that, they
3: don't ever quit, though. No, they don't. And many people, I don't tell people to quit. I say, just, you know, follow your dreams. So they're... Bitter conclusions Yeah And <laughs>
1: See that would make me Want to quit
3: <laughs> No I wish everyone the best That's true I mean I really do Well
1: but, I wish yeah. them the best and, yeah. and I just know that The thing is Is usually when they say Things like I just feel like I should quit They want you to like You know you're you're That's your cue You know mm-hmm. It's like Ah come on Here's the good things About you You right. know You got mm-hmm. a lot of talent I don't ever do that I just go Yeah you should You should quit if you can, if you can survive without doing this, you should quit.
3: You know who wanted to quit a million times over? That thank God she didn't quit. Was Yamanika? She was every other day threatening to quit.
1: Oh man, I would have yeah. told her to quit. <laughs> but you know, yeah. when you say that, you know what they do? They go, "Hey." Well, they they immediately change their tune. Sure. They never. Nobody's ever taken, taken me up on the quitting thing. Mm-hmm. They won't do it. It's the same way if somebody says they want to drink, if they're like trying to not do drugs or trying to... It's like, go oh, ahead, I'll buy you the first one.
3: Yeah, let's just you know stop, stop your whining.
1: Suicide. So they say, I'm going to kill myself. I'm like,
3: yeah, okay. You're, yeah, because like yeah, we all have our troubles. Kill yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't have time for you when you're wanting to kill yourself. A lot of people on this yeah. planet. Yeah. You're one of them.
1: <laughs> yeah. What a great night. It this just show yeah. tonight. We had a very, very respectable audience here. My thoughts of... It's the people who've been listening for like three years. The, that, I mean, that's a while. I've been doing it since
3: 2011. Yeah, and then you're from... where? You're from... Where are you from?
1: I'm from uh, the dirty south.
3: You're from the dirty south. I just think it's fascinating. I was talking to Big A. Mm. I was saying a Big A. Like, for a long time? I, not just today. <laughs> I was <laughs> just saying a Big A today. You know, it takes a man from the South to come in and, and with this idea for New York City crime. I, I <laughs> it's just, no one else thought of this, and you, yet you did, and here you are, and it's uh, it's novel, and it's got its niche. It's, uh,
1: it's a good show, you know, but it's never going to be broadly accepted, and that's true. That's absolutely true.
3: Right, I don't know if I agree, it, but go ahead. It,
1: it can only be so big.
3: I Yeah, I hear that.
1: Yeah, I don't like being told what to do, and I don't like being limited, and I don't like having to, you know, do shit like... Uh, Show up at a place You know <laughs> and,
3: No <laughs>
1: You know What a fucking loser yeah, Later Anybody who leaves New York uh, Is just uh, They they. It does not make sense to me
3: although, I do it Although The, the but, Australians like The New York City Crime Report
1: They do They're big fans yeah. And I love Australia I've never been there but I love Australians mm-hmm. because they like the show. Yeah,
3: because they're, they're dirty, they're dirty Australians. Yeah, they, they're you, dirty. You, people. When you get them in an
1: audience, you can just count on it. Yeah. You know, you can count on them to be having more fun, drinking more, mm-hmm. but also like keeping their head. They drink really well. Australians drink yeah, really they, well. They
3: can handle it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I see people getting fucked up. Southerners, you know, it, it's a crapshoot. You don't really know. A lot of them don't take it really well because there's a lot of Native American blood. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I'm not saying that's the blood. I'm saying that like uh, they introduce alcohol, whatever. They became <laughs> drunks early on uh, after the uh, discovery of mm-hmm. America by the Europeans. And then shit like happens in generations. You know, you, uh, alcoholism is an inherited disease. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's my excuse. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm from the South and that came up here. And I used to not like newspapers. I was a journalism major, but I would try to read a newspaper. And I was like, this is fucking awful. This is awful. You ever tried to read USA Today? It's just I, yeah, so it's fucking just,
3: boring. It's boring, and now that now that you know you get the news so fast, newspapers for the most part are pretty unnecessary. Yeah, mm, it's pardon true. me. Can I have some of that chloroseptic? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, is that cherry? Yeah. Oh, that worked. Now I'm going to be all numbed in the throat. Yeah, that, that comes in handy. <laughs> oh,
1: like I, you know, I dropped cherry? out of journalism school, and I said, "Fuck that." You know what I did the first thing I did when I dropped out of turn This is kind of funny. I, I made a collage. I wanted to express myself artistically.
3: Numbed in the throat. Yeah. A collage.
1: It's, you know, pictures from Dirty Girl books, you know, like, uh, uh oh. you know, Dirty, like, you the, the, used to be able to buy a magazine and they'd be in there. So what, well, like a Playboy
3: Dirty Girl book? Like, or, like some sort of dirty... A little dirty... trashier. Oh, like a hard, more hardcore kind of stuff?
1: Because there was always women in there with big bushes. Mm. Sort of, like, prominent. Mm-hmm dark dark colored bushes. Anyway, so I cut out all these pictures and and I cut out also uh, pictures from workout magazines like Flex, these big veiny dudes and I just cut all the body parts up and combined them into this gigantic I, I pasted them on a poster board and it was like an obsession. I didn't stop until it was all covered with these weird, naked, mutated sort of like half fucking... It was the what worst thing What was going
3: ever. on with you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was just happy to be, you know, not... Do you still have that collage? Inco- no, I got rid of it. Okay. <laughs> it, it was destroyed Get, in yes. a fire, I think.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I think the fire was built specifically for that collage, actually. It was a, it was a collage burning. <laughs> so, uh, Louis, you, uh, you know...
4: Uh, well, I, I didn't pull my pants down. But they, they did it. But I didn't want to start defending my actions because oh, not that look worse. You say
1: they did? They pulled your pants? They down? both did.
4: These two girls—they seem fine. They're yeah. fun and it's stuff. It's a festival, right? It's a festive mood. Yeah. I'm—I'm I'm not ashamed of my dick, mm-hmm. but I don't want to show it to everyone in the room, which is two no. girls. No, of course not. Because mm. your—because your—your dick, I, I heard cunt dick, <laughs> and it's a faggot. It's a faggot fucking dick. And it's just not, it's really not my penis either, it's its my butt cheeks.
1: So you don't like being naked in front of the ladies, really? No.
4: no. I couldn't even imagine what that's like for them to know. Okay. Well, it their seems cunts. like they—they're their version <laughs> of the story is a bit different. Uh, you can come up a lot of stories in, what is it, five, ten years ago? <laughs> right,
1: that's, they had some time to think it. That was over. a long time Ad ago. And detail, yeah. It, we're all different people, you know. Seven years, we completely regenerate our skin and everything.
4: I that was a different guy.
1: Yeah, I didn't do it. That <laughs> was a different guy.
4: Scientifically, I wasn't even there. My bones are different bones.
1: Yeah, you've changed bones since then.
4: Neil Neil deGrasse Tyson told me that my name should be something different now. That's a nice thing to say.
1: Would you mind just saying a quick identify show? Just say it's Louis C.K. You're to New York City Grime, or something like that.
4: Oh uh, yeah, I can I can do almost. Uh, hey, it's me, Louis C.K., and you're listening to the New York City Crown Report. Louie. Louie! Hmm. <laughs> Cunt.
0: <laughs> I'm unfagged. <Perfect. in> <laughs> I've done that. Man,
1: you're not going to be in the mood in a few minutes.
0: Yeah, I'm fine.
1: You smoke cigarettes still? Yeah. Yeah, I like smoking cigarettes.
0: I can't uh, I can't stop doing that, too. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, what's which, the fucking I mean, point? Yeah, I mean, I mean, come on. I, did, I, did, I started drinking more water because I got rid of soda. And a guy, uh, a, a, like a counselor who's also like a fitness guy at a rehab said to me, she said he goes you know you can't drink. you're drinking water cold is bad for you it's better warm I'm like fuck you are you shitting me?" I go I need to, I need to adjust the temperature of my water too I'm, I'm at water let's <laughs> fucking give it that <laughs> that's, like, yeah, that's yeah, a
1: yeah. that's look I mean I guess you could fucking hone in on something anywhere it's like oh yeah water now net. for his yeah. degree of health that's a concern right, right. yeah I mean yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly the, the the heroin I was doing uh, is, uh, <laughs> is out but uh, yeah, the, what's gonna kill you is the temperature of your water right it
1: can't go right there's nothing <laughs> you can do. It's just the fucking worst. I, 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 I'm talking to Hardy Lang. This is a, a real pleasure. I'm, and and uh, we are in Hardy's home. Yeah. And it's a gorgeous place. We were just talking about your view. Is f- I've never seen a view like this in another another apartment anywhere.
0: I tell you, I I, I moved back from LA and I, I lived in LA for uh, six years, 95 to 01, and I was LA'd out. Yeah. I, uh, the, the saving grace was uh, the last thing I did was a well paid uh, primetime sitcom with Norm McDonald. At least I was working with Norm. Yeah. And uh, ABC. Show uh, it lasted two years of like when I was th- when you still get thirty five grand an episode I was, I was a regular Jesus so two years on that and a couple years on Mad TV I had enough money to buy a place like this but I I I I was so anti LA anything would done and I got through a through a guy I know um, uh, in, in the real estate world here in Hoboken. he said I got a place that has a direct view of the city with a terrace on a top floor and it's in Hoboken way less way less than you're going to find in, in you're going to find a closet in New York and you got a view. Yeah. And I got technically I could say it's the best view of New York City in the world. I, if I said that in the ad, I, I could get away with not getting sued. Yeah. Because it, I mean <laughs> who's going
1: to who's going to compete with that? Who's going to How long were you in LA?
0: uh 95 to 01 six years and you were all laid out you know i get laid out after a week (laughs) well let me tell you i i the first time i was in los angeles uh, because i i i really really uh you know said i'm not gonna go i blocked it out uh i i did all the farthest west i was was houston doing stand-up at a corporate gig (laughs) and uh the screen test for mad tv was the first time I was in LA. I did four auditions in New York, and I flew out there. and uh, The kid who picked me up for the audition uh, said, I, "I go, where we can let's drive through Beverly Hills." Like he goes, "Why?" I go, "I've never been there." He goes, "What do you mean, never been?" There? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, it was my first time in Los Angeles, and I'm in front of Quincy Jones who owned the show. Uh, Twenty minutes after getting out of the airport, uh, no time to go to the. <laughs> The hotel, and I'm you know doing my stupid uh, audition in okay. front of Quincy Jones. And I got the part, and I moved out there to do that show. So I never struggled out there.
1: Yeah, that's the reason to go. Yeah, ten yeah, grand yeah. a week. Dude, I mean, come yeah, on. Yeah, so. I, I, I'd go there in a minute. I would leave my wife to go there <laughs> for ten grand.
0: Well, ten grand a week was, listen, uh, again, with all my issues, I I, I brought uh, some socks, shoes, and an enormous cocaine problem.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And I, I I was getting... I, you know, I was in, I was getting in trouble for blow with forty dollars in my pocket. And I had ten grand a week.
1: <laughs> Three, well, you're, you're addicted to not only cocaine but shoes and socks. That's the
0: hard <laughs> yeah, part. Yeah, I got as many shoes and socks as I could, <laughs> and I it was really I would roll around L.A. like Jack Nicholson, man, and then I'd be out of money. I'd intercept the check and send my mother some cash. Thank God, I did. my mother. I sent my mother five grand a week. I'd split the check down the middle. Smart and uh, and generous. Well, listen, I'd saved my life because two years later, when I got kicked off the show, I owed a bookie thirty grand in uh, in Staten Island, and I thought I had no money. And I said, Ma, I got to figure out a way to pay this book. He goes, she goes, What do you mean? I got two hundred thousand dollars in the bank. I go, what? She goes, I did you think I spent five thousand a week? I was living on fifty dollars a day. For <laughs> she goes, I put it in the bank, asshole.
1: <laughs> That's the way, be, like uh, an older generation. They just say, it doesn't matter how much money they have, they're going to live on what they live on.
0: Yeah, and I mean, thank God for that because yeah. uh, well, there are some women who get you know culture shock. All of a sudden, she's buying you know like Roberto Duran fur coats <laughs> and shoes, and uh, yeah. she gets a blow problem. Uh, you know, right? But she she's, she's literally. Put, put four,
1: like... F- I was going to hold this for a second so you can open your water. No, no, no. I, I didn't mean to, like... Oh, sorry, dude. I, no, that's all right. It's <laughs> very awkward. I'm an awkward person sometimes. I, I apologize. We all
0: are. We're comedians.
1: Dude, you saw The Stones and, uh, and made a grand... Off, I don't I don't mean to uh, spoil the story or whatever, but yeah. it's such a it's such a great turn. <laughs> you know? Well,
0: this is a this is gambling. Yeah, I, I was at the a Rolling Stones concert in Atlantic City that was sponsored by the Borgata. This was at the height of my years at Howard, and we we went to Borgata and talked about it on the show. I did stand up here, so I had a lot of pull there. I had great seats to see the Rolling Stones at Convention Hall, um, and but we all stayed at the at the Borgata there was one of those like times where they just kept touring mm-hmm. you know? yeah right uh, and uh, so I'm next to a security guard uh, maybe well I'm not a, not a low level security guard like a guy's gonna roll around with a G-list comedian
1: well you're in the uh, yeah they're VIP right
0: yeah VIP area and they, I light a cigarette and the guy goes uh you can't smoke inside. Art. I go. Come on. It's a Rolling Stones concert. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. You know what? One of the. You know, One Direction kids. I mean, let me have a cigarette. He goes no. <laughs> he goes no one can smoke inside. I go. Uh, he goes Madonna couldn't have a cigarette. Um, the, the president couldn't have a cigarette. And I said to the guy very arrogant. I said, Are you a Rolling Stones fan? He goes, Well, you know, I'm younger than you. I go. You tell me Keith Richards ain't gonna have a cigarette when he comes out. And he goes, No, not even Keith Richards. Like not knowing. Jesus. <laughs> so I go. How much you want to bet? I bet him $1,000 that Keith Richards. (laughs) So uh, Keith Richards comes out. It's dark. You hear the riff for Satisfaction. And uh, he's got a big cigarette lit.
1: And it's like a commercial for smoking. Yeah,
0: right. Exactly. I mean, the entire time, him and Ron Woods. And they were barbecuing a chicken at one point, I think. (laughs) (laughs) So so, uh, the guy goes, all right, man, I'll give you the grand. I go, forget about it. But working in a casino, he was an honorable guy. When we got to the casino, he goes, I'll go get money. So he gives me the grand. And this is what's awful. I probably would have went to bed. Because I had to get up to do radio the next day. Wow. And, uh, but I had a grand. I, I won a grand. I said, let me go to the tables. With that $1,000, I lost $26,000. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah. Man, you and Aunt are both on another level, well, man.
0: Keith Richards... Uh, the smoking a cigarette Cost me 26,000
1: <laughs> That's He talks about the, Some of the money That he makes Loses He's like Every, every once well, in a while I'll have a, a fo- lose 40 grand But well, normally yeah. I win I'm like Listen, Jesus
0: That's his big vice You know It's like uh, I uh, Again I tried to add up All the, the, the shit I, I, That I spent All the money I've, I've, I've wasted On bad things mm-hmm. Like if it was Just gambling That's enough I, the, the, the Heroin the, the, the Coke Coke Fucking hookers who are girlfriends, girlfriends who are hookers, uh, <laughs> uh, that crossover. Uh, it's, it's, does it's, the it's, line get does it get blurred like that for real? I think so. Yeah, I think with women in general. I think uh, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> I, you know. Sometimes I go, my mother's leaving at an hour. And I'm going, you're not whoring around, right? Uh. Uh, it's very. Uh, <laughs> They're very, you lose a lot of trust in business
1: I, I imagine so. Yeah. yeah, I'm just glad my my wife is not a comedian. You know, like I, I, I dated a couple <laughs> oh, of these, so no, it's the worst.
0: No, you don't want. To do Yet
1: that. she's done comedy and knows comedians, so right. it's like she's perfect. She but gets it. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. She's it's not, not in it all. Very time. different than. Yeah. you know, had
0: doing a weekend that hilarity,
1: all lit up with ambition. You know, and jealous every time something good happens and shit.
0: Oh, that there was uh there's some uh, you know definite uh, relationships in the past of uh, that I can remember of that were younger and god the bitterness, the anger. Mm. Uh, and it t- t- taught me a lesson. I never to maybe a middle in Seattle <laughs> if they're hot. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. You there's a lot on of hot women. chicks down comedy. It's like you know, um, like Lola Fulano would have been Richard Pryor back in the seventies or something. <laughs> uh, I guess you know it's a novelty. I'm, I'm Lola
1: Fulano like- would have been Richard Pryor. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's a, a lot because being pretty is a is a big part of it.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, and the, the, these scumbag managers and. I mean, the guys who manage comedy clubs on the road are just the worst... I, if, if, if 9-11 happened and the only people in the towers that were jumping out and dying. Were. Managers of comedy clubs, I would have not even... Don't go to Afghanistan anymore. We're fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they, they did us a favor. Well,
1: they, they perform a valuable service, but they're just all from central casting. You know, oh. they, they, A lot of hair plugs, right? You right. see a lot of hair plugs. And a guy, like, oh, man, we're so broke. Crying poor all week, and oh, then yeah. drives away in a Mercedes. <laughs> like, what
0: the fuck? So, well, me and Robert Schimmel uh, were doing a around 2004 because he was a big stern guy we we did some dates together we did like four rooms in New England and uh, a guy uh, who owned a bunch of theaters up there picked us up me and Shimmel looked homeless at Mm -hmm. at the airport Mm -hmm. and the guy picked us up and this is the guy not telling jokes he's a promoter in a Bentley the license plate said comedy and me and Schimler, like, I mean, the misery. <laughs> <Get in. laughs> like, we're we're on the wrong end of this. And I
1: can't. One time I went to Appleton, Wisconsin, and I was making out with uh, Skyline Comedy Club. That's right, I mean, absolutely. Skyline Comedy Club, uh, run by and the and the particular manager. It doesn't matter, Cliff. You know. <laughs> uh, so I was making out with. The, I don't know if she was working. I think she was the MC that week. And I was making out at the top of the stairs. We're getting really sloppy, kind of making out. You know, it's first right. night, and I don't know what happened. We just hit it off. So it's long. Kick, Yes, really, you know, tongues in there and everything. And when, when we back off, and she goes, you're the first white man I've kissed in five years. Ha! <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and we have a winner. <laughs> oh, well, listen, I, I tell, my story about that is, again, the, the, you realize that I did, I guess, grow up sort of racist uh, against the interracial. I was against interracial dating until Derek Jeter is a Yankee fan. Now I'm introducing black guys to white chicks and being a shortstop in 20 years. Uh, but I, I <laughs> we had to win the mulatto. Uh. I, I, I was, uh, Okay. A uh, Playboy lingerie chick that I met through a friend. I was I was on the sitcom at the time on the Water Brothers lot, so that was like a closer. I got the chick there.
2: Yeah. Playboy
0: lingerie. Now, again, to me, hotter than a Playboy chick because it's a sexier thing. Like like she's kind of she's hot, the fake tits, but she has like a scar where her you know clearly a boyfriend started a motorcycle on her. I and, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> They always go for the rough times. Right. Right. So um, I I I bang her. Uh, it took a little while, but I banged her. Mm-hmm. And it was a Sunday morning. I took her back to my condo in, in L.A. Yeah, you're not uh, going to let
1: that one get away. I no, mean,
0: get... no. I, I, but it was, I had a big bet on the Giant game. Big thing in L.A., Giant <laughs> game starts at 10 o'clock in L.A. So I had I am mean, not want to get rid of her. Pressure's so, on, yeah. Yeah, I said, well, well, let me take you We'll get a coffee, and I'm going to go watch the game. And uh, she goes, what game are you, when we're getting a bagel? I go, what game are you so interested? I said, the Giants. She goes, oh, oh, I have a friend who's on the Giants. I'm like, oh, fuck. She's she's clearly dating. Fuck the guy. On the Giants are dating. Oh my God! And I'm like, okay, I guess. Uh, I, so I said, who is your friend on the Giants? Now, in the I, again, I didn't think I was as racist, but in the millisecond it took her to say the name, in my head I said, please be a white guy, please be about a thousand times. Uh-huh. Okay, it was as if she said it in slow motion. She goes, Pepper Johnson. Do you know who
1: he is? I don't. Okay, you
0: Google pep- Google Pepper Johnson. I will Google Pepper uh, Johnson. Yeah. Uh, 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 so, so, and I'm a big fan. Literally, first of all, his name is Black Cock Pepper Johnson. Holy shit! I guess his nickname is Pepper. But oh, um, there we go. There yes, is.
1: yes. <laughs> oh, I see what you're dealing with now. It
0: looks like Don Cheadle's taint.
1: Christ, he looks like a, he looks like the dad in that Urkel show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it looks like the this dad Ryan mother- Ur- Erkel had a kid. Oh
1: my God! So yeah, now okay. I'm a big
0: fan. I know Pepper is Pepper, like in slow motion, like uh, the professor on Bugs Bunny on Ether. Uh, <laughs> and uh, again, then I realized, in the car, I go. His name is Black Cock Pepper Johnson. <laughs>
1: Well no. you just don't Want to follow him You know what I mean it's I not, it, him. You just don't want To follow him right away It's uh, a yeah, it, it,
0: Took it's, me three weeks To fuck her. I'm like how long did it take Pepper yeah. <laughs> it's Probably half time
1: <laughs> Well hey man It could be worse It could have been Lawrence Taylor uh, and, uh,
0: <laughs> That yeah. I would have Been proud of
1: Yeah It would only cost you 250 bucks too you know, Like <laughs> a teenage hooker
0: Yeah well uh, d- You know uh, Lawrence's uh, son uh, Not falling far From the tree you know, He's doing time Oh no Supposedly he was like think th- He's doing time In Georgia I think out of 10-year bid like a 13-year-old girl (laughs) and he was 33 something like that
1: that's a big age gap I mean it's 20
0: years but it matters
1: when it's going down to 13
0: well he's not a great role model at home I guess
1: yeah there was a a guy uh, now this happened in New York City uh, sort of well more like Dover do you know Dover, New York sure Sure. well this some couple they were living in Virginia or something and they had a baby. This guy was 20. She right. was 15. They met online uh, in 95, Yeah, which is early, right? Yeah, absolutely. And
0: it's early for the molestation. He
1: <laughs> gets her pregnant. <laughs> they have a kid. They put the kid up for adoption. She said, we were young and poor, and I think he might have been abusing her. No, so that's why the that's way you handle an abuse situation.
0: <laughs> Get rid of this kid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, and what, what? He's the problem. Yeah. So
1: eight months old. She goes to live with the other family. She grows up 18. Then she goes, and she's going to go to college and everything. Thing, pretty good life. She goes she tracks them down, messages them, uh, goes to see them.
0: It's too good too easy to get in touch with people.
1: Yeah, it is. That's the thing about the internet. I mean, she would even be there if it wasn't for right. that. And she didn't go to instead of going to college, she moves in with them. Oh. The uh, marriage is on the rocks, long story short. Disaster
0: for recipe for disaster.
1: But uh, yeah. Father and daughter start fucking. Passionate love affair. Ah, ah, ah. They have a baby. No. Yeah. So it's his son and grandson. Ah. And then she breaks up with him because the ex-wife reads in the 11-year-old's journal, you know, that some other kid.
0: How'd you get a hold of that? Kids have got a lot of good security in the house. Well, I mean, it seems like the
1: 11-year-old knows some shit you can't figure out. <laughs> this guy's fucking your daughter.
0: Oh, my God.
1: God and his daughter too, and so like yeah, and so he breaks up. She breaks up with him because of the incest arrest. Of course, because she reports him to the cops. that get arrested. It's his blood daughter.
0: Yes, I mean just after, get that straight.
1: After all these years, wow, who returns and there's an instant connection. I mean,
0: wow. <laughs> yeah, there's something about you that I connect with. Yeah, we're we're, we're father daughter. That's Rinalda, a connection. It's something
1: else. You also have a vagina. <laughs> And you're young and pretty. I mean, this guy started wearing skinny jeans and tight shirts. What a scumbag! Oh, oh. And, and then he ends up murdering her, her uh, adopted dad, right? Who she moved back in with. You know, I guess she's banging that guy now. <laughs> but, uh,
0: <laughs> well, he's a, that's just an adopted dad. I mean, what the hell? That's like a total stranger.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's not. What well, it was the fun in that? Yeah. And then. Uh, yeah, and also the kid and himself. So this guy like finished it all off. This was April this year. So that's an I interesting have. story. The o-
0: night, I, listen, the only time I ever got offended on the Stern Show to where I said I'm going to leave the studio uh, was we had a thing called It's Just Wrong. People would come in and do something so offensive and uh, they'd win a prize if they could offend us. Clearly, um, we had tests done, everything. Uh, like a biker guy and his daughter, definitely a blood father-daughter we're going to make out. And I said, you know what? I'm not, I don't want to be in here. I don't want to see. I don't this. want to be. I'm like. And Howard goes, oh, goes, "Wait a minute, Artie's offended?" He, then he got on board because, you know, we're not doing this. The wow. guy would have. They were ready to make out. Father.
1: So, did they get a prize? I uh, mean, they for, revolted, you guys, just
0: for suggesting it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think a guy. Had, I voted for the other guy who came in with a jet shirt.
1: Uh, <laughs> no, it uh, was.
0: Uh, it was. Yeah, they won. <laughs> yeah, they.
1: They. They, they are. Uh, now, I didn't know this until very recently. You probably did. Uh, Linda Lovelace That's her name right yeah. The Deep Throat started she, right. she made a movie Where she fucked a dog Yeah Eight It's nine minutes Yeah
0: No you know listen <laughs> That's no again, big deal Because I was on People think I'm like an expert and you know, I, I, I stopped following The Lovelace career uh, She fucked a dog
1: She Well yeah uh, it, Before uh, Deep Throat
0: Now when <laughs>
1: <laughs> She started A dog's worked her way up to uh, sucking human cock.
0: Wow. Yeah. Well, listen, that is that is the uh, that that used to be the the rough ladder of success uh, in porn. Uh, uh, and
1: porn. Now <laughs> an eighteen year old just
0: goes right there like triple to
1: dick. Pay your dues, you know. You have to put in a few years of dogs and then. Wow. Uh, yeah, one dog, it, it, nine minute long movie, and and the, there was another guy in it, and I'm like, right. why the fuck are you hiring an actor right, 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 to play the go. boyfriend? What's he gonna do? <laughs> Walk do in we? and be? Ah, get your shit and get out, right?
0: Well, what about the? Uh, why are you fucking my dog? They should have got the guy for who fucked his uh, door. And that would have nothing <laughs> The dog is like nothing
1: <laughs> he's, a, he's repulsed by the dog Bestiality, man A, <laughs> a dog I cannot get so, See the fact they're making porn out of it Means someone wants to jerk off to that right Right
0: Well I guess I was, was a, I saw it, Look the retrievers sometimes uh, Real quick look like young Heather Locklear If they got the hair <laughs> <laughs> and Now they all look like Heather Locklear
1: Running around naked like that You know And then the, the cartoon dogs It's just dogs,
0: disgusting behavior I just Look
1: If I, I don't like seeing a dog dick <laughs> it looks like it's connected to their body still. Right. You know what yeah, I mean? I it's, I mean it's I, a, again, yeah. How do you even get in there? All right, let's, <laughs> uh, let's talk about a crime. A former reality TV star was arrested uh, for identity theft of a dead man after she visited his East 53rd Street apartment for a prostitution date. That's, it, course, yes.
0: <laughs> that's how. That's how bad of a celebrity you are if you're a reality uh, sorry. You want to be somebody else? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, famous people were fine with being themselves.
1: Uh, you're that embarrassed. Didn't quite pull in enough in uh, yeah Manhattan and federal prosecutors uh, and the NYPD so 24-year-old uh, you, maybe you know her Sinead Claremont of Bad Girls Club you, have you ever watched that show? No
0: right. I, that is one of those shows again you, you know a lot about a, a girl when you're, and you start to live with her and you start looking at the DVR and they go what is she watching? Oh. Bad Girls that was you know <laughs> I, Jesus uh, the, no, but I've heard of that show yeah I've, I've heard, heard of
1: it, it. I've yeah. heard of it $20,000 worth of airline tickets luxury clothes and cell phone payments using a debit card she took from a man who had died of a drug overdose the unidentified man was <laughs> <laughs> found keeled over, cocaine and fentanyl in his system on the morning after Claremont's visit. But oh, wow! Uh, that, that's the way. It, uh, the New York Post also notes it was a loose and broken condom on his <laughs> bed. <laughs> Right. Well, that's good. Why do they note that? I mean, why does it... where it's the saying. New York Post. It's they yeah,
0: get a headline out of it.
1: <laughs> Broken love. Yeah, Broken love, stolen identity.
0: Uh, yeah, it's got everything. Yeah. It's got everything that Jimmy Breslin's story would have in the 70s.
1: It really does. And and, and when you, hooker, you got a hooker, you got stealing, and you got sex. Apparently, it's unclear uh, whether she left before or after the man died, uh, and she's not charged in connection with that. Oh, she's charged one kind of conspiracy to commit wire fraud, one count of accident device fraud this is bullshit related to the identity though yeah. she could spend decades in prison though uh,
0: decades yeah decades for that yeah he's that's dead a, that's odd idea. it doesn't seem
1: like it hurts I mean it's almost like a victimless crime
0: I think so I think it's up for the condom <laughs>
1: <laughs> the uh, man texted shortly before a visit what do you want to do she said I want uh, I want to see you for the amount we agreed on so uh, I you tell you. me let's do 400 and the guy <laughs> responds back okay I'm a cool dude
0: <laughs> is it the same guy with the skinny jeans? Yeah. <laughs> you'll have fun. He's a c- cool dude.
1: He's a cool dude. He said, "What type of booze do you like? Wine? What the? F- I, I just feel <laughs> like I, this is why I would be so self conscious around a hooker if I would were to ever be with a hooker because I just don't know the fucking. You know, I, I can't I've been with several. Yeah, and and uh, did, Again, did you feel it, like that originally? Were you kind of like uh, yeah, skittish?
0: Yeah. I lost my virginity to a hooker, uh, mm-hmm. and, I, and you're very, you're very, very um. Uh, my mom, you're very, uh, <laughs> you know, you're very apprehensive that because I mean any broad uh, it's uh, you know when you're a teenager. But sure, I, I, if you've been with enough of them, especially in Vegas, you learned like like just to not even. I, I look at them like a duffel bag at this point. Like I just there's nothing I could care less about them. They can care less about me. You just know this is we're nothing to each other. Wow. And so I just don't care anymore. The That's most emotion, great. the most emotional whore ever showed me in Vegas once. I, I banged it Super Bowl weekend. I bang this chick, uh, and uh, and she starts giggling as I'm walking across the room, and uh, she goes, uh-huh. I go what? She goes, you left your socks on. <laughs> That was the, that was the most intimate moment. Yeah, pretty uh, much. You look
1: at them like a duffel bag. Yeah. that's a great fucking line.
0: <laughs> I, I look at them as a shrub. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, and they look at me as a duffel bag and a shrub with a, a money on them.
1: But not even a real shrub. It's a kind of like a scenery shrub you can carry off the stage. <laughs> yeah, a fake shrub. What's your favorite uh, Stones album? I, 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 we've talked about enough. We talked to, about a crime. So technically, we I did gotta that. tell you.
0: Uh, a lot of people, you know, like the critics all say Exile on Main Street. Mm-hmm. The story behind the making of Exile on Main Street is the best. And a lot of good tunes. But um, I think that's one of those things music critics try to prove they're, like, you know, more hip. Like, some songs are just, okay, they could have, they could have done without that. I think <laughs> that so. Oh double album.
1: You know, uh, it's a big one. It's a big one, it's yeah. A it's a one. long one. No, I mean,
0: okay. There's, there's uh, I'm not a big guy with the... Uh, Although the album I'm going to say is my favorite, does have uh, does have one like that? Those old slow blues tunes that they used to do. And then, I mean, look, they're a are a blues band, the Stones. They're not like a stadium band. Like, oh, right. Uh, I like Sticky Fingers the best because All right. uh, I, I like the, the, Mick Taylor. You know, so uh, so not talked about enough in the years he was with the Stones. Came Those about, were his years. Yeah, and he. Uh, Hey, you know, Richards admits it. know uh, Keith Richards is always honest. Like he was a virtuoso, man. You know, I played lead guitar, but he did stuff that I couldn't believe. And um, the the riff to "Bitch." Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, just unbelievable stuff. Yeah, and it's uh, great. You Got dead flowers, moonlight mile. Uh, See, moonlight mile. I
1: can't. I, uh, to me, that's the the loser on that. But album. Really? But yeah. Oh, I love that song. It's just I don't. I don't know. It's it's all right.
0: It, it, it's sister uh, just, just morphine um, as a right? heroin as a heroin addict. Sister act, that is, morphine. I tell you, as a heroin addict, that is. You know, he goes through the whole withdrawal things to where, like, you know, if you got blow on you and you're going through uh, heroin withdrawals, you think that you, for about two seconds it gives you relief. And there's one line where he goes, "Sweet, sweet sister, cocaine uh-huh. lays a cool, cool hand on my head," but uh-huh. it's 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 not working.
1: I, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. I hear you. I hear you. I mean, I know, I've never well, been, th- would, I've never done that. But what is yours? Uh, well, you know, those were good years, right there. Sticky Finger is the one with, uh, it's it's got brown sugar, which uh, I sugar. think is like, if you got to say one stone song. can you
0: hear me knocking, too? Da-da-da-da-da. I mean, that's a great
1: one. It's a great one. It's got a great rave up at the end.
0: And riff, uh, yeah, yeah, there's a lot, of, a long ending.
1: You know, I but, didn't like uh, Exile on Main Street at first. I, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. Does it does
0: grow on you. There's it's, a lot
1: of, you know. Listen to it so many times. Yeah, And then Turn on the Run is the one that broke through for me. That song Turn
0: On The Run uh, Ventilator Blues I like a little God a li- damn it's and, great And, and oh, the one um, uh, d- d- oh, God um, Torn Afraid Torn Afraid I Yeah fucking, I, 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 so, so it's become A close Love second Love & Cup uh, Yeah Love & Cup's an amazing tune uh, d- d- You know what Live it's great too They uh, end up going you know, Tumbling Dice The classics uh, the, the Happy yeah, what's the clunker on that? Is it uh, well, the, casino I, the, blues? Yeah, I like, like it, but I, I don't. I don't love casino blues. No, this I, is I, kissing
1: cunt at cans. It's got a great line in <laughs> it.
0: Uh, would you ever see cocksucker blues? You ever see the documentary? Never saw
1: it. I've heard that song. It, it, it's not. It makes me nauseous. It,
0: well, let me tell you, uh, the the documentary will make you more nauseous. Yeah, it'll make you throw up. Anyway. Uh, it, 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 it's one of those things where I guess it's dated. They go. There's a lot of crazy stuff that happens. It's uh, you know. It, you realize like around the rock band like that there's a reason the guys are in the band <laughs> like they look like rock stars yeah. the, a lot of the entourage are just like f- fat guys who could be a plumber who uh, <laughs> can play piano yeah <laughs> but they get a lot of trickle down yeah yeah and it's a lot of those guys in cocksucker like on a plane like wrestling with a with a girl they picked up like in Missouri or something had a bad acid trip and wanted to leave oh, home for a little oh, while <laughs> oh god uh, yeah and then a guy of course fucking a dog
1: sounds a little bit like a, like a nightmare <laughs> uh, sounds like that song uh, uh, yeah, what with the the, uh, the stray cat blues. Which yeah. is a pretty fucking fucked up kind yeah. of. I like.
0: I like Fifteen I like years old. Thought.
1: I love that song, and I love that they they pushed it closer to the edge than anybody did.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, the Stones stayed good because they were able to make that transition. They stayed. There was a thirteen year period where the Stones are great, like that that Mick Taylor period right up till Tattoo You in nineteen eighty one. So all the seventies. Yeah. They stayed relevant, and it was because they could get. They. Uh, Jagger had that cynical attitude where he never got romantic, uh, ultra romantic He just always. had that cynical thing where now we'll just write songs about fucking our maids you know <laughs> and, 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 and and they stayed good because they stayed cool well, the fucking my maid blues yeah and, and, and then by 81 you know you get into it just still got,
1: great there's still great live undercovers yeah. oh, you know gotta, absolutely I like absolutely. undercover I like yeah. it I don't but but it is I can acknowledge although I bought that on vinyl that is what, after Tattoo You it started to decline yeah and after that it got worse no, I like did. the Harlem Shuffle.
0: Uh, <laughs> I, I do you really? I, 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 <laughs> I don't, I don't I like the, the song. I, the mixed emotions, like there's stuff like no. they, they oh, for the radio. Okay, whatever. Uh, I, you know, what I like the lo- Love is Strong. Your Love is Strong. That video is pretty cool. Mm. But they're all radio.
1: You know, it's like there's nothing relevant or fun about it. And at nobody, all. and you're so pissed if you went to the, and they played that shit the whole yeah. time, you'd be like, what well, they are you fucking kidding." It. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> do you know what's great about a Stones concert? Is Charlie Watts has. Um, for the, for I guess the, I've seen it like twenty times. The the uh, they have that um, that thing where the stage comes out to yes. the middle, of, and they've been going with that gimmick for a long time. But it's a great gimmick. Yeah. You're, if you're in the uh, middle uh, of the of the arena, you become uh, have a first so row. Suddenly you ticket. got a great seat. Yeah. You got a first row ticket for about five songs, and if you can see Charlie Watts' like Riser, uh, you know for the drums, it has all the songs written down. Uh, you know, t- talk about it. how bored as he was starting the, the. You know, what do we got? Tell Dyson It's the same look, um, uh, but. Uh, it has a set list, so they do the bullshit. maybe the love is strong, they got a mixed emotions, mm. especially lately. And uh, maybe a song like you don't like, I don't like, whatever. Then it is nothing like you see, like where it hits, like there's <laughs> <it is laughs> nothing but hits, right? Just like a, an hour and a half of like this is gonna be great, that's gonna be great, yeah. And it ends with you know, you can't always get what you want. Uh, they're great in country, but, yeah. you
1: know, I saw them only once in Houston. Toyota Center. I don't know, like two thousand six or seven five. Is like that not the one
0: time you saw those Toads was in oh, Houston? Only
1: one, well, yeah, in Houston, yeah, yeah. And it was, uh, it was great. It was great. They had a comic <laughs> opening for him. Like, Man, that's a,
0: that's a, that's, that's one of, hilarious. That's a nightmare,
1: you know, because it's like the. It, well,
0: well, who, really? I'd love to do that because I don't expect to do good. Like I, I just whatever. It's just I'm at the end. I'm gonna say, opens up for the Rolling Stones. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, but I, <laughs> I mean, opened up for Molly a, Hatchet. A, did you really? Yeah, toads
1: place in Connecticut. You're, you're kidding, Molly Hatchet. Yeah,
0: Molly Hatchet. Yeah, holy shit. And, and they came out. Okay, it was after the glory years of Molly Hatchet. Uh, oh right, right. N- they were their peak after or- after my glory years. Uh, <laughs> They they come out as if they are the Stones. Like as if it's Elvis at the NBC concert. What else like, can you? Yeah, do? yeah, they just whatever flirting with disaster, bounty hunter, and uh, you know so it becomes a clan meeting at the end. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I they were tuning up back backing me the classic, the, and I it was the, I bombed. People calling me an asshole, but at the end I was like I I, I, uh, I, I opened up for Molly Hatchet.
1: Yeah, <laughs> what 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 is opening for Molly Hatchet uh, pay at uh, the
0: time? <laughs> Uh, uh, I, t- let me see You know what I probably got 25 bucks My next question is Are they still on tour? Can you put it Daddy A word Joe for
1: me?
0: <laughs> Danny Joe Brown The lead singer Died about 15 years ago the, li- the liver went And he was crickety Back then He he did not look good.
1: Mm, good So they didn't do That whole thing Of like trying to Find a new singer They could like uh, There's a Filipino
0: kid uh, In Fiji <laughs> Who knows every Molly Hatch song. Yeah. <laughs> I could journey. <laughs> I could see if there's a Filipino kid in Fiji, in a small village who knows every hatchet turn. Yeah, uh, th- 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 I want to fuck that. Hire
1: too. that boy, <gasps> and uh, and put him to work. It's a the band's. A, I don't know, man. That they can replace the, the doors. Now, I love The Doors. Yeah. And then they put two albums out after Morrison died. Right. Uh, That's great. <laughs> Other Voices and Full Circle. Yeah,
0: we'll show you how much we don't need him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, damn. <laughs> now, I mean,
1: they probably said, well, you know, we'll probably do okay. I mean, it's not going to be quite the same, but, you know, we're <laughs> three-fourths of
0: the band, right? <laughs> <laughs> how about the lack of sentimentality of The Who? Like, you know, they go through a Keith Moon. You thought, okay, you know, Kenny Jones in love, blah, blah, blah. And then they find Zach Starkey. But my God. I mean, the money that they got every CSI opening to, you know, the money <laughs> they must have a trillion dollars. Townsend and Dolce, and, and, uh, and uh, John M. Whistle, who they touted as being the greatest bass player ever, unreplaced, irreplaceable, was a speed bump. Like not even I mean like They they waited a day (laughs) They were in Vegas When he died They canceled one concert They were in Phoenix The next night It was as if They put out a thing Can anyone play 515 Uh. Uh, Is there a garage (laughs) band In the area We'll cut my
1: wife Out of the playlist
0: (laughs) Bob Bob (laughs) O'Reilly Here's what you want
1: it, yeah, yeah. John Edwistle is so great, and he had a heart attack. It was sudden. I mean, like he died like a man. He didn't like fucking uh, do anything with what, twenty-two drowning in a fucking pool. Like, yeah,
0: no, well, he was in in the about uh, a year later. I was in the same room at the Ve- with the Stern Show that he died him. No oh, shit. Uh, yeah, and the, the security guys were telling me that uh, you know it was all SM shit with whores and a lot of uh, blow. <laughs> His heart blow. And whistle. And whistle, Yeah. Oh boy. And a lot of S M leather guess, stuff. Uh... At fifty six, <laughs> you've been on the road that long, and, and, and you get into Vegas. You're fifty six, and a bunch of blow, and I need a rubber suit. Yeah. I mean, what the hell the, is that?
1: Well, it's, here's what it is. They're still using their writer from
0: twenty years ago, and, <laughs> and he's like, well. The spiked rubber suit is here i might as well put it on Well, it's here
1: it's, you know that was why why not just go I'm, ahead and use oh,
0: it how pathetic explaining to a 22 year old who who i am if you're in the who <laughs> you know what i mean it's like you it... know bruno <laughs> mars no. i don't know bruno mars the who who you must <laughs> yeah. get that all the time yeah right yeah you no. must get this all the time here's a punch in the face
1: <laughs> did you see this uh, in the post Pete davidson That's Pete Davidson. Do you know
0: him at all? No, I know know Pete as well. He was on my old show a lot. This is... uh, They're critical
1: of his wardrobe there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, what is he... he I think he's trying to do something crazy there. He's got white hair and... um, Oh, he's with Ariana Grande
1: Yeah, that kind of like Is a big uh, I think that's a big step In a career When you can date somebody Super, super funny I mean, he's famous, obviously But You gotta be uh,
0: careful That that becomes your career, though mm -hmm. I mean, with Pete There's a lot of comics uh, You know, do tippy-toe around You know, he's a funny kid He's talented But you don't want to make That your career Right, right, right Uh, And he's uh, He's going through Celebrity pussy like crazy Uh, (laughs) Uh, You know, I think He he dumped Larry David's daughter Uh, You know, for Ariana Grande
1: Which I guess
0: whatever. It's yeah. just that
1: he. He also seems to get every woman he dates tattooed on his arm or something. He's like, this is the last. Film. That, yeah, did, forever. Did, he, did
0: we learn anything from Johnny Depp? Uh, yeah,
1: <laughs> uh, For yeah. For real? Yeah, it's, it's
0: no, no, that. that so, so so. But is he on SNL still? Yeah, yeah. Supposed yeah, he, to be. He's yeah. on. He's on as much as he ever I was. was. I, I don't watch the show. Do you ever, ever watch the show? show. Like, I can't. Uh, again, I got nothing against them. Um, I love Michael Che, and I, 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 it's not yeah, something. It's not right. something that's an appointment for me. Like you know, nothing is. I, again, if I uh, sometimes I have uh, uh, twenty grand on a, uh, a game, I don't watch Sports Center.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> TV change. Yeah. So you got to have money. If there was some way to gamble on SNL, maybe.
0: Uh, yeah, I think uh, <laughs> there must be some way. <laughs> Lord right? Michael's Michael took a gamble with it and I won. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: uh, I, I, I guess. Yeah, uh, you, you bet. Uh, how many? Uh, uh, anti-Trump jokes will be uh, the under over right. 40,000. Go with the over. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, it, it just, you know, listen, no matter which way, Lauren Michaels clearly is good, like Howard, at, at seeing which way the wind's blowing politically. Brilliant. And uh, uh, some would say a better marketer than even a creative guy. But, but he, he, he clearly figured out that, okay, in showbiz, at least this was the, the left-wing thing, is the way to go. But Any uh, political affiliation that any show like that takes on just... Way to the one side mm-hmm. is is just uh, you, you, there's nothing's going to surprise you. It's
1: do- uh, the death of comedy. Yeah,
0: to me, right, exactly. Because you're saying there's something that offends us, mm. and then then you're not rebels anymore. The the, the, uh, the, the I, I mean, I, it's hard enough to be funny uh, with everything in play. Yeah, <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm just gonna make jokes about that. you know. Yeah. I I, I just whatever's funny's there, but I, I can't watch
1: it. It gives them that easy Joel. They know it's they know it's a, a go to. Too, yeah. Like, oh yeah, nobody's going to disagree with this. So okay, you right. get a little, you know, a right. few safe. right uh, applause and shit like that. Yeah. It'll be, but you know, it's also like I had a friend tell me it this way one time. Whenever you you give up any kind of credibility you have as a satirist or a comedian or anything, once you declare a side, sure. Now I've declared a side. No. Uh, it happens to be that I think that people on the right are just funnier than people on the
0: left. And uh, now, now today, absolutely, they've lost their sense of humor completely. And that is that is something a lot of people are afraid to to talk about. Absolutely. The, the, in the look, you're gonna make f- as a comic. Your instinct is to make fun of the uptight person. Mm. That's what you want to do. <laughs> yeah. And the uptight people are all yeah. get <laughs> all you know, left with. Yeah. The, the, the comedy community is uptight. They all we're- turned into Ted Knight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just not as funny.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, if they were. We're
0: fucking comedians. At least
1: be funny. Uptight. That's
0: what I mean. We're we're fucking comedians. Like like I you know I, uh, <laughs> I you're supposed to goof on the shit. Whatever. They don't do it though they've, they've abdicated Their responsibility
1: To goof on shit Because they'd rather Be like yo, oh, that's wrong And it, it, you know right. what they, And they use it As a stepping stone They use it as a fucking, Like the me too shit I don't oh. know I know at least One woman has, has used some kind Of a rape allegations Released the video And everything On the right, right day Right and, and and made a career Out of it And know, a lot of these women these Harvey Weinstein It became so fashionable You ever You see Rose McGowan She's fucking uh, Loaded all the time Right You know And just t- and sh- this is the one Who's leading your movement
0: No, I know It's it's really Ha (laughs) ha (laughs) <laughs> the Ashley Judd poem was my favorite. Oh my god! The, the, I mean, like, would, uh, if you're a comedian and you and you and you don't make fun of that because you're a fucking you don't like Trump yeah. at I'm Mar-a-Lago, a nasty you're, uh, woman. Yeah, it's fucking it's there. It's a, you know the only reason I would say don't make fun of it, it's too easy. It's a goddamn beach ball coming in. Yeah. And you, and that again, that's what the Stern Show used to be, man. We used to they used to goof on that shit all shit. All the time and and now it's like yeah you know, with, the, with the animals with Howard the worst thing I ever heard uh, the, the, as an example of political correctness uh, Howard I guess had talked about the fact that cats are dying and he's upset his cat died and you know really a little too much about a dog dog or a cat dying and Richard Christie comes in and I heard this on the fucking show and I was if I was in the chair going well, do you have to make fun make fun of this for two hours his guinea pig died Richard Christie's guinea pig died And he was crying over it mm. And Howard didn't make fun of it Because he'd be a hypocrite Because he Okay Richard Christie's guinea pig died I'm thinking of like In the old days of Gilbert and I were there And he said "For We'd still be on the air Goofing on him Yeah We'd still be we'd, it, 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 just, it would be non-stop bullets And that's an example of A, a politically correct thing An you asshole mean he, <laughs> he
1: sat there and acted like That was a serious thing Yeah Jesus, you see, the difference is, yeah. a fucking hamster li- and a gerbil, they live in a cage. They, they lives in a cage. <laughs>
0: or Richard Greer's ass. Or water.
1: <laughs> or, a, a, say a snake. Oh, my God, my fucking snake died. Oh, we, you were you how close hear, were you?
0: Were you close? <laughs> you want to hear a great... You wanna, we fed yeah. at the gerbil. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, the gerbil's got to do something. <laughs> 1970s, uh, great, uh, you know, a lot of those guys on the in, um, in sports were still look like uh, hell's angels, are kind of a, that. That's that not so subtle racism that some Yankees with the mustaches had. Mm. And okay, uh, in Billy Martin's book, he talks about a joke that Greg Nettles, the great third baseman in the seventies, had about um, uh You said Cage reminded me of this mm. about a guy in the the guy. There was a guy in the Cleveland Indians in the seventies. Name was Wayne Cage, black guy with a huge afro, and. um Uh, they had their names on the back of their jerseys. Greg Nettles looked at uh, Billy Martin, pointed to Wayne Cage and said, hey, uh, Hey coach, how come that guy has his address printed on the back of his jersey? It said Cage Twelve. <laughs> <laughs> the big Afro. Fuck it God. said Cage Twelve, and I love that Billy Greg Knowles didn't put damn. that. In his, Greg Niles didn't put that in his book, but Billy Martin ouch Nettles, in his book.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the way it goes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he goes, guess what? Clan member like, <laughs> told me this. Fuck you! You told the story. It <laughs> happened. Now it's my story. 12. I mean Cage Again, if you are the biggest liberal in the world, that's just fucking. It's a knee jerk funny. Thing. How
1: how do you even uh, the mind that comes up with that? You know oh, what I mean? That, I, I, that's a, that's a really fucking kind of an interesting way of our mind work. He's got his fucking address <laughs> on the back of his, his address. He calls it his address.
0: <laughs> this is perfect. There's no better way to say that. That's, I, that's I, listen again. I'm not proud of this, but uh, but I, I uh, in, in in high school I went to school a lot of black kids and we were all. Like, uh, openly Races with jokes I mean, you know By uh, each other's You know, like, whatever It was fine Yeah
1: um, It
4: was and, different uh, It was okay
0: It's big, big, big Big fat black kid I went to high school With named Freddie, And um, he um, he wore a uh, an advertisement For a local tire shop uh, was, And I, I told him He looked like the Goodyear Chimp <laughs> 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 And, uh <laughs> <laughs> again, uh, it's shit. as funny as I've ever been.
1: Things rhyme sometimes, and there you go. <laughs> and then it's a funny thing. You know, remember like all the shit that happened, like like the nineties. Were you even like uh, there was no race problem in the nineties?
0: Uh, Did d- I remember? I don't remember. No, I mean, listen. There's uh I guess those was those LA riots, King, OJ. All those <laughs> LA riots were <laughs> okay. <a beef>. okay.
3: <laughs> all <laughs> right, but again, uh, here.
0: <laughs> I didn't have it. Look at this room. Thirty-three percent. Well, that's not true. Thirty-three <laughs> percent of uh, uh, my high school were black. Thirty-three Italian. Thirty-three Irish. Literally, and, and then that was it. Wow. And uh, and we nobody everybody thirty-three
1: percent of you have been to prison now,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I'm one of them. I, I we had a rule though gambling uh, if uh, if a certain race cost you money, you could say whatever you wanted, even if the other and and I I would tell my my buddy my buddy Pernell black kid I said if Warren Moon throws an interception, it costs me a mortgage payment. Uh, African-American ain't cutting it.
1: Too many fucking syllables. Yeah. Too many vowels. Yeah. You need a hard R at the end, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, people try to sell you on that A thing, like, you know, but it's a... It's it, ridiculous. It's a, yeah. That's where political correctness started. They took one word away and most of us were like, well, I wasn't really going to say that anyway.
0: <laughs> well, that's what I mean. Yeah. The N word is another way to say nigger.
1: That's
0: <laughs> another yeah. way to say
1: it. It's another way to say it that doesn't get it doesn't like turn heads as much or no, it's like you're reporting the, the, on nigger's it. Nigger's the
0: granddaddy. That is the grand Daddy of them all that stop never be Another never be another faggots bed Nigger faggot is unbelievable, but um, <laughs> uh, but, but, but that faggot is bad. Yeah. And there's but but the word and, and again there's a joke I do in my act where I'm so and Kevin Brennan pointed this out. and He's so right. Uh, you can never do that and just say the N word because you're you're pussying out on the joke. The, I do a thing where I I, I I saw a midget say calling a little person a midget is the same thing as calling a black man the N word. And mm-hmm. I, went, I went out with it and I tried both things and there's a huge difference. <laughs> you know, uh, you, 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 one will get you smacked to the chin, the other one will get you, you know. A Locked in the trunk of an Impala, uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, and the, but the way to do it really is um is is uh, you know uh, calling a little person a, a midget the same thing as calling well a black man the N word. It should say the N word doesn't work because. I should say "nigger" and "midget" because it shows the difference. Mm-hmm. Like saying "n-word," they think I'm being less racist, but I'm being less—I'm being more racist because I'm not like saying the full word shows you how much worse it is mm-hmm. than "midget." Yeah. So I'm kind of pushing out on the point I'm making, which is kind of a liberal point. Yeah. When you say that word next to "midget," you go, "This midget's being ridiculous." It's not the same thing. No. No. Hey, you're a midget or you're a... A black midget. First of all, yeah,
1: we never would have used midgets for slaves. I mean, come on. They're, they they're, they're little... Get? Yeah, they're closer to the fucking ground, I guess. <laughs> so we could put them yeah, in
0: the... he's the last guy to know it's raining.
1: It's... Uh, that they, yeah, you're right. The, the, the cunt, they try to make cunt a bad thing. And you can say cunt now if you work in... I just, the only time I use cunt is if somebody's being a cunt or right. if, uh, <laughs> if I'm talking about the genitalia itself, then you can say cunt.
0: What if someone's being a nigger?
1: well a it, it could be white, it could a be, could be white person oh uh, yeah that's one thing too that it happened to me the other day I got called a nigger on uh, 42nd or 40 uh, whatever it doesn't matter 7th Avenue right in front of a club right. and I was uh, kind of heading in this And this guy comes up with his CD and I flipped a cigarette and hit him in the arm <laughs> and uh, so another guy you know his dad comes along or whatever you know motherfucker and, he's, and the guy's yelling at me and he, and he says his uh,
0: dad it wasn't his dad not really but his,
1: his <laughs> husband whatever this guy was to him <laughs> and he goes hey you uh, yeah you, he, he called me a, uh, he called me a nigger and I said, hey man, <laughs> and, he, and, he get, and he got excited, like, oh, I'm going to bother right. this guy, yeah, yeah. and I said, that's more like it.
0: Right now, yeah, we know where you're, where you're coming from. I mean, you're colorblind, for Christ's sake. Yeah, it's weird, man. It's like, are you, he didn't say, he didn't
1: call me it, he referred to me as Let it, me tell you something. Which is different.
0: I hate Wiggers uh, because, like, you know, they, they never got through the whole black experience and they get to act that way. Like, Eminem should go through slavery. Uh, you know help him seal your driveway for free then he could go hey what's up that's fun to do right sure black least... people went through a lot of fucked up shit to fact like that oh yeah I mean not lately
1: but <laughs> something uh, yeah like uh, not in comedy yeah they should have to go through something yeah uh, you, you need a break are we done we're we done So uh, expressing concern to your
5: lawyer, is it part of the gangster rap genre? No, that is... That is, um, stupidity, and that's probably probative, but all this shit about them holding guns and money in a video. From the smallest
1: room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. There are places more poor, there are places more crowded, but there's no place more desperate than the most desperate place on earth, Times Square, crossroads of the world. You can get busy working, or you can get busy dying if you want to make a living in the crosshairs of the horror. Characters work there. The Times Square mascots. Lovable characters. You bring your kids to Times Square and they can see Elmo, and they can see Spider Man. Cookie Monster. For just a little while, they can live in a world where all their favorite characters are street beggars. It's just a job. Some people make up their own thing. Marijuana Man. Because he can often be seen wearing a cannabis leaf costume. Holds a sign that says legalize marijuana. Need money for weed? He was seen selling five dollars worth of pot to a Times Square Iron Man in front of Toys R Us. Officers were forced to make an arrest. Genesis 1:12. I have given you all the seed-bearing plants on the earth to use, but man engineered the shit without seeds, grown in water, sold in packets under names like Blueberry Satan, and all available for delivery in America's largest city, world's loneliest town. I welcome now
5: criminal defense attorney Jim Polk. hello what are the weed laws here um well it's it's uh, they're pretty lenient compared to a lot of places um possession simple possession not in public view is a violation uh, as long as the possession is under 25 grams, which okay. is a f- significant amount. It's about a quarter bag of weed. Okay. Um, as in, long as it's
1: not in view. It's, yeah, a, it's just it's, a violation.
5: And in addition, you actually need three of those violations before it would even raise to the level of where you could even be incarcerated on that. Okay. So it's, and uh, it's also a mandatory, what's called adjournment and contemplation of dismissal, your first marijuana arrests. Now, what if you are smoking in public? Smoking in public is a bee misdemeanor. Um, That is a possession in public view. In addition, though, that also has the provision of a mandatory ACD your first time, which means the case would be adjourned six months. If you don't get arrested in that six-month period, it is summarily dismissed. Okay, and you would not have to go to jail for the night, or you might? You, You might in a public view situation, because that is a misdemeanor. It's an arrestable offense. Technically... You could be incarcerated up to uh, 90 days on it, but it's 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 a bit of an anomaly in the law because the law states that they must give you an ACD, your first arrest. Oh, uh, so it, that's why there's always some uncertainty with the weed. And uh, now, actually, I believe Ken Thompson in Brooklyn has said that they will no longer be arresting for petty amounts of marijuana. Yes, on my honor. We won't do it. I don't trust any of those people. In
1: the Bronx, a gun runner who rolls. The 550 pound gangster indicted the accused kingpin of gun running ring. Yes, accused kingpin of gun running ring. <laughs> 33 year old William Wobble Solar, arrested when he allegedly sold 93 guns to an undercover cop. Huh. The obese kingpin, said by prosecutors to be the ringleader of nine gun runners, also nabbed for conspiracy to murder a rival gang member. Uh, Wobbles is gigantic. Yeah, he's like 600 pounds, right? Yeah, and, and, and looks every bit of it. Yes, yeah, he's, he's a gross looking
5: person. He has uh, often photographed himself uh, clutching guns. Uh, he looks like he's about to eat those guns. Well, I mean, you know, it's certainly, if, if you're going to be a tough guy and you're his size, you, you better hope you roll on the guy, or you should probably carry a gun, because if this turns into a physical battle, uh, <laughs> the almost anyone else in the world is going to last longer than you will. <laughs> well, there were logistical problems in the arraignment. I'll be, well, they always, I've always seen these big fat guys when they're arraigned, and they usually need several sets of handcuffs. Because <laughs> you can't get them all the way together behind their backs.
1: Oh right, you have to make a charm bracelet. Kind yeah, of, like fast. Yeah, well, this five hundred and fifty pound man's a wheelchair wouldn't fit through the elevator. <laughs> Couldn't even get into Bronx
5: Criminal Court. <laughs> so what they have to do, like carry him up the stairs?
1: Well, they had to do it outside. <laughs> <laughs> sort of. <laughs> not they not outside. They brought the judge down, <laughs> <laughs> down. He was he was actually arraigned in a cramped uh, arraigned in a cramped space in front of the facility where prisoners are held. Uh. That's yeah. great. He's on a double-wide wheelchair, remarked Judge George Villargas. He said in the 12 years on the bench, you never seen anything like it. He says it's basically a love seat on wheels. <laughs> well, that's charming. His dad, Jesse, said he's also diabetic. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does he have have any heart problems? Well, he had a heart attack (laughs) a month ago. And there's parts of his body that are just now finding out. (laughs) Faces a 367-count indictment.
5: That's a big indictment, right? That's a a big indictment. Now, uh, what are his chances of... Of beating any of this, that's uh, gun gun running is never uh, good. Guns carry ma- simple possession of an illegal firearm carries a mandatory minimum of three and a half years. Okay, if he did them on different dates, he could be looking at consecutive times. So even on the minimum, if all three hundred of those are guns, I mean, take the mandatory minimum is three and a half times three hundred. So he's going away If they forever. went consecutive. I mean, you could give them all, you can give them all concurrent, but he's, he's probably going away for a long time if they have good evidence on this. Yeah, thing.
1: probably go away for life, the three and a half years. Yeah. <laughs> he might not last that long. Uh, the guns are running... three and
5: a half years realistically could be a life.
1: <laughs> <for> they <this laughs> come from Westchester, Connecticut, and Maine. They come into the city where they're dealt out of two Bronx apartments. He has two apartments, and uh, that's where he runs his guns out of in the Bronx. Curious it didn't go federal, because this crossed state lines. Um... He's uh, remanded without bail. Yeah. An angry fifth grader, new story, Okay. sprayed her teacher with pepper spray, causing chaos in class,
5: (laughs) sending six kids to the hospital. Kid is now known as a hero. (laughs) Hey, it's better than a school shooting. Hell yeah. There's a couple of teachers that I would do this
1: to to this day. Now, for an NYC crime report, extra obvious witness statement. (laughs) (laughs) I give you mother, Stephanie Davis, interviewed in regards to the incident involving pepper spray being released inside the fifth grade classroom. Stephanie Davis offered the following. I was in shock because I send my child to learn and this is what happens when she's supposed to be learning. This is an elementary school. This shouldn't be happening. Thank you, Stephanie Davis. (laughs) For that your obvious. obvious reminder, <laughs> <laughs> spoken like a woman who had to get off the couch and
5: leave her stories, <laughs> yeah. only because she saw cameras on her front lawn.
1: Well, yeah, she had to run. <laughs> she had to run. This where the guy who wanted to, the- to
5: check the gas meter. Forget it. She, had, she. Well, she had to go down to the
1: uh, school and get her kid. Yeah. She's like, "What the hell's going on here?" I had shit to do. It wasn't this. Ah. The emergency workers evaluated 16 patients. They transported six to area hospitals following the incidents. Washed their eyes in cinnamon. Yep, they were all fine. You know, uh, yeah, that that would be the other thing, though. It's like, uh, if if, don't shoot up the school, pepper spray, clear the classroom. (laughs) It's it's bad. It's bad enough. That's a fifth grade version. (laughs) Here's a New York City crime fact: In New York City, teenagers are responsible for about forty percent of the shootings. Just a reminder that when something bad happens to someone young, well, you know, (laughs) a woman escaped a rape attempt in the Bronx. That's good news. But then the guy shot and killed her in the street. Oh. That's bad. Ex-con 39-year-old West Spruill made a good-faith attempt to rape the director of a Bronx homeless shelter. Although he wasn't successful in raping her, he did manage to force her at gunpoint to take off her clothes. And I, belie- I believe you get full credit for that, right? if he's convicted rape? yeah well yeah, aggravated yeah. sexual assault
5: yeah yeah no yeah you've 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 crossed the rubicon if yeah. you will uh she ran naked out of the car
1: stumbled and he stood over her and pulled the trigger 39 year old Wes spruill blasted on a charl in the head on 237th street a few paces from the railroad tracks by the river leaving 36 year old Anna Charles charl dead in her birthday suit in wakefield like rain on your wedding day and the brutal outcome of
5: a Bronx rape gone bad. Is it over?